Hey, Obsassnacks, it's Chelsea back for another episode of the Sassnack Files. I want to take a moment to remind you that you can find the Sassnack Files on all sorts of listening platforms, including iTunes, CastBox, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and many, many more. Also, we are just getting ready to start our bracket for best episode of season five. So make sure to head over to Facebook or Instagram to cast your votes there. We are currently in the buy rounds of season five, and right now it's all about you choosing which episode you think deserves a pass on the first round of eliminations. So like I said, make sure to head over to Facebook or Instagram to cast your vote there. Also, if you are not following the Sassnack Files on Instagram or Facebook, make sure to take a moment and do that so you can get all the latest and greatest news about the Sassnack Files, Outlander Season 6, and Diana Gabaldon's newest book, Go Tell the Bees That I'm Gone. And with all of that out of the way, I will let you get to listening to mine and Rebecca's Facebook Live on the character of Frank Randall. Enjoy! today to get through so it's We're, all about frank today heck show frank show frank no spoilers for this non-book reader <laughs> Yes. And I went on Instagram and was like, hey, we're going to be on Facebook if you guys want to join us. So if any of you are over from Instagram, hello. Thank <laughs> I'm you, Joanne. That's very sweet. <laughs> yeah. It's a technology thing, guys. I have to pay like $20 a month for this service to stream on Facebook and Instagram at the same time. And this is like a this is a out of my own pocket operation. So we're not doing the $20 a month thing. We'll just have to stick with Facebook. <laughs> anyway, so are we ready to talk about Frank? If you guys have yes. questions, drop them in the comments so that we can answer them and talk about them. This is an interactive experience. So if you ever have comments with anything that we're saying as we continue through this shindig, just let us know and we will get to you. Okay. Just just keep book Frank out of it. <laughs> yes, please, because Rebecca has only read book one. So if it's in book one, we can talk about it. Yes. But nothing past book one, mm-hmm. which includes the book three stuff that pisses all of you guys off and is the reason you don't like Frank, like me. Yes, Hi, please refrain Lacey. from talking about that. Hi, Lacey. Thanks for joining us, Lacey. <laughs> Christina, hello, book and show as well. I love all of our virtual friends we've made (laughs) down this rabbit hole. Okay. Because of Outlander. Because of Outlander. Outlander is so great, guys. We have this wonderful global community. It's amazing. Yeah. Ash is not wrong. Book Frank is not as likable. I didn't like the first book either. I was like, what? Why Claire Merriham? I'm very like... (laughs) I was having trouble drawing the connection as well, yeah. <laughs> Lacey. Uh, get on the reading. <laughs> but, I mean, even in the show at first, it was a little like, I mean, we'll get into it, but yeah. So let's just dive right into it. I was planning on talking about stuff in chronological order tonight. So we'll talk about like before Claire went through the stones, like that sort of relationship that they have. Because like you were saying, I was not confused but everything seemed like really really fast with Frank and Claire and I don't know like 
obviously I wasn't alive in the 1940s. I don't know how that went, but that just seemed like. I think from like, for sure for Claire, it was fast. Like he was like gung-ho. He loved her. That was it. He wanted to spend the rest of his life with her. We got that he loved her, but Claire was like, I'd love like six more months or something. That'd be great. (laughs) Can I meet your family first? Oh, take your last name. Gotcha. Oh, we're at the church. Like he brought her to the church before even like bringing it up. So it was kind of like, I mean, I know you just said we were going to go in order, but he did legitimately kind of pressure her a little bit. How do you say no to someone when you're at the church building? You know, like, I mean, I still would have because it's marriage, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's an intense situation. And like Frank, that's so weird because like, I don't see Frank. He's not an impulsive person. So that whole scene when he was like, let's just get married. And I was like, "Mm, I don't know about that. Like that doesn't really seem like something that Frank would do, to be honest. Show Frank would. (laughs) I don't know that show Frank would. Like, I think that he's very like meticulous. I think he, then that means he planned that out like very for quite a while, like right when he saw her, I don't think he would have been that impulsive if he didn't think she was forever, you know? Wish there was a novella about Frank and Claire before the stones. That's from Catherine Schaefer. So um, Diana is working on a Frank book. So she writes like little bits and pieces here and there. So She's working on a book by from Frank's perspective. I don't think that will be out anytime before the big books are finished. She's pretty much said as much that it'll be out after the series is over. And it kind of will encompass everything Frank knows. Like, I know that's a big thing. Like, what did Frank know? Yep. yep. <laughs> um, so, yes, that the Frank book is going to cover all of that, but it's going to come out after the main series is finished. So... Um, If you want to know a little bit more about Frank before the series, you can read A Leaf on the Wind of All Hollows. um, And that that does have Frank in it. Not very much, but it does give you a glimpse at him a little bit. So I'm so excited to read that. It's a good one. Joanne said Frank's at a different point in his life. He's ready to settle down. That could definitely. Yeah, I do think that that's it. No, go ahead. How many, how many years older he is than Claire? Is he like eight years older than her? Nine? Uh, I had this all added up at one point. 13, like, 15 years older. He's like, a, well, I want to no. say he's like 12 years older than her or something like okay. that. Yeah. Okay. Claire's 27 when the series starts and he is, I want to say he is in his early 40s. So yeah, it's, there's oh. quite a bit of an age gap. That could explain the spontaneity then. Mm-hmm. A little bit, but he wasn't like that in the books. In book one, though, either he seemed very like there was just some about his personality I didn't like. But then also we're reading from Claire's perspective, so exactly. maybe she's actually feeling that way. So that like, girl, why are you with him then? <laughs> yeah, know? well, that's yeah. that's the odd thing about all of this is like I've I've had conversation with friends and they're like, okay, well, but you have to see it through the lens of what Claire's experiencing, like her view of Frank changes as you go through the story. And like, this isn't spoiling anything. I mean, we know, we see it even in the TV show that the lens mm-hmm. of Frank like changes when Claire comes back from being with Jamie. And yep. it's just because she's so discontented with everything. She's not happy because she's not with Jamie. So Frank's never going to live up to her expectations. And so this is kind of what we see in the books too, only it's way stronger. Like it's magnet, it's magnetized almost. It's like, 
what is this guy like and he does he makes some whopping mistakes in the books like I just can't get past but um I think we do see that in the show too the like I but honestly I think he's a lot easier to like in the show as well because we're are seeing things kind of from like third person instead of through somebody's eyes most of the time yeah, and that was all Ron Moore, you know, his mm-hmm. interpretation of one, because he loved Frank so much. So that kind of plays yeah. a part, like Ron loved Frank. So we're going to make Frank as likable as possible, which how do you not love him? I don't know. Tobias makes him so lovable. Just kind of his, just how he plays him very like, you know, to himself-ish. But man, when he loves, he loves. Like, yes. He's kind of like Roger like that, I guess. Yeah. Kind of very so. Painful. So you do genuinely. That was one of my questions yeah. with Frank and Claire having been like. It seems like they moved really fast they to did. get into marriage, and then they weren't married for very long. And then World War Two happened, yeah. and so then they were separated for like seven years. And yeah. so, do you think it was love between them, or do you think that they like just moved super fast, and all of a sudden, like things just started happening? I think Claire really cared about him. I don't think she's that kind of person to just marry somebody because she feels forced unless she was in the position where she was with Jamie. (laughs) But like, I think she did really care about him. I think Claire just has a mild, had a mildly reserved personality. She just kind of was how she was, but I think she did love him, but I think she expressed her feelings on the topic very like, dude I don't think I'm ready for this but he wasn't really getting it he kept like going but this and this this and this it's okay it's okay it's okay it's everything's fine and I think us girls we tend to do like okay like that's fine I don't think this is a bad decision I'm just not ready for it but right you have to like stand your ground you know this is marriage here so that's interesting I always forget that they had so many years apart right after they got married basically So Mm -hmm. that explains a lot of the disconnect when we first meet them in the beginning of Outlander. Yeah. They just finally got back together. So of course it's going to be a little awkward and like, we're not sure how they feel about each other. Well, at least how she feels about him, you know? Yeah. It's super interesting because they, they were, they were married for like almost 10 years by the time they finally like world war two was said and done. And they got down to the business of trying to rebuild their marriage and their relationship. And then they were together for like a whopping two months. And then she went through the stones. Like, (laughs) God can't catch a break. Well, like Um, even Claire can't, she just gets taken away from him. Like goodness. Like sucks for Claire we need to do an episode on her everything that got ripped from her apart you know just oh it's on the list I'm planning to do episodes these kinds of episodes for all of our main characters so like Jamie Claire we've already done a one one on Roger one on Brie and one on Lord John when we get a little Mm -hmm. bit deeper into the series yeah Lord John's awesome I love Lord John (laughs) like Ash says Claire just never seemed to love him enough. And I agree. Yeah, it's strange. Like you, it's weird, but like Jamie is the love of her life. Like Frank wasn't, which is kind of a bummer. But like, there are different ways we express ourselves with specific people. Like who bring, who gives us life and who isn't shutting us down because Frank never did that. He let her Mm -hmm. do what 
you know, who but there wasn't was. that passion between them. Yeah, yeah. it I mean, wasn't a passionate relationship. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. They like, yeah, they had a great yeah. love life, but yeah. I mean, that was their main connecting point. Like they're both intellectuals. And I think she's drawn to him a lot because of like, he's a historian and she grew up with her uncle who is an archeologist and a historian. Yeah. There was that comfortable angle for her. A lot yeah. can be said the same for why Brie is so drawn to Roger. Like, not that I don't think that they're soulmates, but at the same time, like that was what drew her in. I think is that he reminds yeah. her of her dad. So yeah, I think that that was the initial starter. And then I think marriage was so expected in the 40s and 50s that, like, you didn't wait for your soulmate. Like, today, we have, I think a lot of us have higher standards for marriage. Like, that's why you see millennials waiting so long to get married. Like, most people get married in their late 20s, early 30s now. And it was like late teens, early 20s back then. So, which is just insane for me to think about. <laughs> yeah. Um, whether it's by societal decision or whether they're like 12, whatever country you're from, and that's how you're, you're getting married yeah. at like 12, eight, whatever, which mm-hmm. is like disgusting. But it was <laughs> funny that you had said, um, that that's their connection back to each other's sex. And Claire says that in the first episode, like there was that mild disconnect, but we always find our way back to each other through having sex like getting naked let's yep. do this you know orgasms you know like that's Woo! how it's with anybody which yeah. I love that's totally relatable like yeah just some people they need that physical intimacy to feel connected to a person not just through words and stuff Jessica said Claire wasn't given a chance to learn to love Frank Claire was more independent and I while I think yes for sure like they didn't have a chance you're right. Like, because they kept getting separated every time they made a big life decision on their relationship, they didn't have that chance to grow in their relationship, but they also didn't have that immediate connection that Jamie and Claire had. Um, Mm -hmm. There wasn't that, that draw. It was going to be a marriage where they were going to have to work every single day to make it into something. They didn't have that mag magnetism to their relationship. So yeah, that's kind of my thought on it. (laughs) Poor. So, (laughs) right yeah so then they spent the whole war apart I think they saw each other for like 10 days that entire time yeah Yeah. and Frank he makes a comment in the series premiere he says uh, he's talking about her her hand and like the the lines on her palms oh my god and she (laughs) yeah and she just like I don't remember your laugh (laughs) (laughs) so he it clearly is a thing where he is far more in love with her than she is with him yeah. I think I mean not to say that like but yeah that's kind of just how I feel about it but and there I think it's in the first book isn't it that she's like she makes a comment about it's it's conflicting information because there there's something that makes you think that she's like kissed other men over the course of the war I believe but, it <laughs> yeah I mean it was in the first book but at the same time like she also is talking about Um, when she's talking about Jamie and how she's like physically attracted to him or something that it's infatuation and she's dealt with that before. And if you just ignore it and get on with your life, it'll go away. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where like, I don't, there was conflicting information, but it's, it seems pretty clear to me that Frank was absolutely in love with Claire and he didn't really think about infidelity at all 
yeah. during the course of the war. So um, I find that interesting given what happens in season three with, I mean, I think that what happens in season three, like he's pretty much given up on the fact that anything's ever going to happen with Claire. And he's like, I can't spend the rest of my life like this. Like, Yeah. Which I think he's entitled to feel if they're going to be mm-hmm. stuck in this marriage. I mean, in the show, they talked about it like she was okay with him seeing other people. But what was her name? Candy? Something like that. Sandy. Sandy? <laughs> Claire calls her Candy. <laughs> candy, whatever. <laughs> but Claire's kind of weird. I don't know if I love her as much as I do in the show, to be honest. Claire's, Claire's interesting. She's definitely a different flavor in the books. Like, yes, I think yeah. they've adapted her character well, but... I mean, and say what you will about other characters and how they've been adapted, like Roger or Bree or whatever, but every single character, whether it's Jamie or Frank, like they have, something has changed from the book to the show. Like nobody is who they are on the paper. Exactly. Like Jamie is way more polished and perfected in the show. He has so many more imperfections in the book. Frank also kind of a little polished in in the show versus who he Mm -hmm. is now people would argue against that because of what happens in season three but I personally think that he is he's a little more polished a little more likable in the show than he was Mm -hmm. in the books like he didn't rub me the wrong way immediately like it was in the books he didn't rub me the wrong way either in the show in the book I was like why are you two married (laughs) and I think a lot of that is how Tobias portrays him like it's not necessarily what's on the page it's it's Tobias Menzies who is just lovable I just freaking love Tobias (laughs) you're you're right I was thinking about this last night every single character has been adapted a specific way they can never throw anything that Jamie does necessarily in the books that are not okay they can't throw that in there now Mm -hmm. because he's the king of men you know like good freaking sake people like jamie in the book is here like he's a little bit better than the average person okay not gonna lie like he's he's ideal he's idealized but then jamie in the show like here's other men and jamie's up here jamie in the show is like off the screen (laughs) (laughs) oh my god it's intense yeah so anyways (laughs) i mean let's be honest i mean we're we're on a podcast talking about frank but hardly anybody I think there's probably 10% of the fandom maybe less that like Frank more than they like Jamie I I honestly like because a as as a reader and a show watcher you're not meant to like Frank more than Jamie like Jamie is Claire's soulmate and honestly the sh- the show and the books like Diana has even said it's Jamie's story like you're meant to like him more than you like anybody else yeah, I just think that comparing Frank and Jamie is apples to oranges. Like, they're just completely different. Like Roger and Jamie. Yeah. Let's stop doing that. <laughs> Let's just stop comparing. They're all their own people. <laughs> yes. With anyway. their humanity. Let's, yes, exactly. I feel like in each season, there is, at least through season four, we didn't have any Frank in season five because Tobias was contractually obligated to the crown. But um, at least every season, we have at least one episode that has a heavier Frank plot than the rest of the episodes. So in, Which always makes me happy. <laughs> in season one, I felt like that episode was both sides now because 
I mean, it starts out with a phone ringing and you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then we just There's really a follow phone. Frank. Yeah. And we follow Frank through that, what he's going through with uh, Claire being missing. And I think that that was one of those choices that Ron Moore made to make that episode about Frank to see what Frank has been up to what he's been going through while Claire's gone because we don't ever get that in the books and I think that that went a long way towards showing us like the type of person that he is that Ron portrayed him to be not that anybody Mm -hmm. else voted on it I guess so it's just interesting I'm glad that he threw a Frank episode in there because everybody was wondering I was wondering, when are we going to see Frank right now? And Mm -hmm. okay, with Ron's interpretation, though, was that just him? Because Ron obviously loves Frank. So he wanted to give Frank, give us a good perception of him. Mm -hmm. So, so was that a good choice in essence? Or do you think like he should To make the the episode both sides now? Yeah, or just to even kind of give us that interpretation of Frank. Because that's clearly veered off track from the book. I think that it was a good choice because it kind of gave us a look at Frank through the eyes of somebody else and not necessarily Claire. I think it gave us a little more respect for his character, honestly, to see that like, okay, we're, she's been missing for six weeks and he's still looking for her very passionately. Like he's on the cop's case. Like why the hell haven't you made any progress? Yeah. To give us, Frank through another person's eyes because clearly Claire had this just kind of distorted view-ish of him. I love the episode, but it also just makes me wonder, did we only get what Ron wanted us to see versus what everybody else got, you know? Yeah, I, like I said, I think that it was a good decision, honestly, on the show's part, uh, because we do only see Frank from uh, Claire's perspective. So (laughs) what does it matter, really, in the grand scheme of things, if we have this opinion of Frank that isn't really valid? I guess. So it was good to see like that he really does love her and he really does like keep looking for her. Honestly, like it's so sweet to see that he's so dedicated about it. And he got so intense with the cop too. Like he was like, I am going to beat the shit out of you if you don't find my wife. Yeah, exactly. And it just... I love seeing when Tobias gets into it. Here's what I don't like is when people say 
that that is BJR coming out of Frank. And I'm like, that logically does not make sense. Like logistics wise, why are people saying this? Because he's from his brother, which I forgot his name, but not um, not actually BJR. Himself. Alex. Yeah. Alex. Yeah. Like I find that hysterical when people start <laughs> saying that. I'm like, he's no, like what? Oh my God. It's not right. That's not who he is. <laughs> yeah. Not at all. Oh, and then um, when they're both calling each other, like, Frank, then he's like, Claire. Um, I was like, whoa, like, can he hear her? Can he not hear her? Like, I tend to kind of think they probably can kind of sense it, or maybe she can hear him. I'm not sure. But, like, I feel like there's something there versus it being, like, this deep love for each other, and they know. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, they're both in the same spot. So why not have there be like something where they might possibly be able to hear each other? But then we just don't really know. It could have just been the visual that we got. Right. One of Frank's best lines ever was, Ash says this, um, when he says that thing about, I had really low expectations and you've ex- exceeded them. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Man, don't get in Frank's way. Like he we'll do whatever he needs but that part bothers me so much because they're playing with his emotions like stop doing that stop messing with like that can push someone completely over the edge he could have killed them but he didn't but that doesn't mean it's bjr related it's just his emotions are up here his wife got taken or they're telling him that she had an affair like she left him Especially after that conversation they had, like, oh my goodness, all his worst fears, I guess, just coming true because she told him like she wasn't having an affair and then she leaves. At least that's what he's thinking is that she left him and the cops think it. So of course, he's just going to go off the deep end, you know? Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, I mean, I think it takes a lot for him to just, like, keep it in his head that, yeah, like, she does love me. Something did happen to her. That's so awful to, like, get into his headspace a bit and just be like, as much as Claire goes through when she goes back, that's rough. So, yeah, both sides now was extremely interesting. I think that he, by the end of it, decided that he was moving on with his life. And then to pick up with Through a Glass Darkly and... He has moved on with his life, and three years later, holy shit, Claire's back. Oh, man, that episode threw me for a loop, I will tell you. Because, man, when she came out of those stones, I was like, what's happening? What happened to Jamie? I don't care about anything else right now. I need to know what happened to him. (laughs) (laughs) I So let's talk about, like, what a guy, Frank, honestly. Like... Your wife's back. She's pregnant with another guy's child. And you're just going to like say, okay, yeah, obviously we need to deal with this, but like I still love you and let's have this baby together. Like that's my kid. That's wow. Comparison between Frank and Jamie or any of the guys just doesn't make sense because Frank legitimately did what Jamie would have done, which was take her in and raise that kid as his own. I know. That was really a good moment. Here's the downside to that whole thing, though, was like after he had his moment, which he deserved, which was to freak out in the garage, 
he needed to break some things. Go ahead, dude. Like, that's totally fine. You're allowed. Exactly. Yeah. I could not blame him at all. But like the downside of that was when he comes back and tells her like, okay, we're going to be together, but you can't talk about Jamie at all ever. I'm like, dude, are you kidding right now? Like, that's not for him to ask her to completely shut that all down. Doesn't help her emotionally at all deal with what happened to her. Jamie was obviously important. I get Frank because she did leave him for Jamie. So I get it, but like, it's still kind of like, oh, that's, that's hard. It makes sense why their marriage was the way that it was when they were together. You know, I did feel like when he went out into that shed and broke everything, like that was justified. That was extremely valid. Like you said, like the guy has to have a moment. Okay. Like his whole world has literally been rocked. Okay. And he's just expected to just take it in his stride. And whenever Claire tells him that she was married to another guy, like (laughs) he was, he took that in his stride almost. And he was like, okay, well we can get past it. Like you're back now. That's what matters. And I'm like, okay. And then all of a sudden (laughs) he's like, (laughs) and then she's like, but I don't think you understand I'm pregnant with that man's child. And that's when he breaks. Like the guy already has an extremely high threshold for yep. what is what is acceptable to take a woman back. Okay. <laughs> but um, man, so yeah, he totally earned that that minute. Like I'm not saying that when he stood up and like almost hit her, I was like, whoa, okay, no, no. Like I get that you're frustrated, but yeah. no. <laughs> Well, that's why he left and destroyed the yeah. garage. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. With the pregnancy thing. Hi, Taylor. I want to comment on that. Hello. Uh, sending you love. <laughs> um, but like on the pregnancy thing, he thought he was the dad. That's what put yeah. him on the was that he thought that was his baby in her belly. And it wasn't like he I know. had it all pieced together. And no wonder he wanted to flip his shit like that. Like, I'm glad he never hit her. I think it's. I think we all have moments where we want to throw something or maybe want to hit like how we never got in that angry. Like I for sure have, but like, I mean, it showed a lot about him to walk away Mm -hmm. and destroy the garage, which I think is normal. I don't think you should be punching walls or anything because you need them, but yeah, throw something. Debbie says, I was furious that Frank burned Claire's 1745 clothes. He should have saved them and let Claire talk. I mean, I, I can see that, but also I think that he also burnt them because there's no way to explain that at all. Like he sent them off to his professor friend. They're like, where'd you find it? Like people have questions, a lot of questions. I I honestly thought it was weird just as somebody who's a historian. Like I think Lacey just mentioned, like he's a historian. He would never do that. Like in my brain, I kind of was confused by that thing but I never really saw it as something like oh it's unexplainable so why are we Mm -hmm. we should probably get rid of the evidence but I think he should have let her talk for sure like I know therapy wasn't a thing back then but clearly they're not a normal couple so it was kind of weird to have him go like talk to me Claire so this was in was this in the second episode in season three where he's like talk to me why are you uh, no, down? I think it was in the battle joined. And he was okay. like, I want to know when you're going to come back from the fucking past. Like, yeah, and then 
But what is she supposed to do? Because he said, don't talk about it. So he literally put himself in a weird position. He wants to know what's going on with her, but she can't say anything because that was the deal. Exactly. So it's, Frank, you put yourself in a poo-poo position, okay? (laughs) Like, yeah, exactly. Of course, I don't really condone her using him to hide at least he should be in the know, like, hey, I'm using you because I need to feel something besides what I'm feeling, which is missing my husband, which he says when she climbs on top of him, I miss my husband. And I think he kind of knew on some level. what He, he had was. to. He yeah. had to know. So yeah. he wanted to be there for her, but she wasn't letting him in to things that he actually told her never to talk about. So it's like this weird, annoying thing. Frank ruined their relationship by shutting her up. I agree. I agree. Yeah. He did. Yeah. Because, okay. So <laughs> I'm trying yeah. to get my ducks in a row. But honestly, like, you're right, Rebecca. He literally was like, I, I want you to be honest with me with, about everything except Jamie. <laughs> like, Jamie was, his, was her world for three years. Like, I'm sorry, but the, her, the truth hurts. She wouldn't have come back to you if Jamie was still alive. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, so yeah. to be quite frank, um <laughs> it's just not something she's gonna get over bro it's so accept it move on yeah. like let if you want her to be honest with you yeah. then you need to let her be honest with you like this is the part that frustrated me so much about him yeah is that he wants claire he wants the claire before the stones that's what he wants he doesn't want to accept that she's a different person than she was when she left And he doesn't want to accept the fact that anything, he's like in denial about the whole thing, quite honestly. And he just goes off and builds his other life. Like, oh, well, Claire's obsessed with Jamie. She loves him and nothing's ever going to change that. (laughs) I'm like, "Uh, well, you didn't let her grieve him first. So yeah, she's going to have that, those issues, like mental instability from that, of course. (laughs) Yeah, which... That's going to be an all the time thing. She is going to miss Jamie every day. Yep. So Frank needs to be there for her. And it's funny that you had said he can't accept that she's a different person. I think that's what bothers him is that there was this other, not only that she left him for another man, because like you had said, he clearly handled that really well, <laughs> which was like mind blowing to me. Um, like, okay, yeah, we can move on from that. But it's that literally she's not who she was with him. And this other guy awakens her like that would be extremely frustrating for anybody. Like, what? Emily Sapp says that she could talk about Frank with Jamie, but not about Jamie to Frank shows the difference of their relationships, in my opinion. Absolutely. absolutely. Like Jamie wanted to know about Frank and how he treated her, how her life was with him. Like she can remember Frank with Jamie. She couldn't remember Jamie with Frank. He didn't want to know anything about it. He was in denial that there was any other man except for him. And how could she love him more than like, that's, that's the part that frustrates (laughs) me about Frank that like, he doesn't understand and he doesn't bother to understand the depth of Claire's feelings for Jamie. Like he just thinks that if he can shut it all out, it'll go away. And that's, that's not the case. It's, it's a bummer. Cause if he had let Jamie into their world, I think they really would have made it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. 
It, yeah, it's, it's a mess. I can see where maybe they didn't want to tell Brianna because that's kind of a lot to tell a little kid. Hey, your dad's from the 1700s. <laughs> it's, it's a little strange. Well, could um, you imagine because the seven-year-old's going to go to school and be like, my real dad's from the 18th century. <laughs> he wears kilts. <laughs> uh, those teachers are going to be like, you really need to get a handle on your daughter. Yeah. <laughs> She's just out of control. Yes. Give her a journal <laughs> that we should write these stories out. I, Do you think that Frank uh, would have been so accepting of Claire being pregnant with another man's child if he had been capable of having children? I think so. I don't think Frank's like, I think he's very, just like Jamie, very welcoming of other I don't think that, that Brianna was ever the problem. Yeah, I don't think Brianna was the problem ever. It's just like when Frank was having to make a decision on what am I going to do? Am I going to stay with Claire or I'm, am I going to let her go? Yeah. That, like, especially in the show, he really seemed like he was very much on the fence about it until he had the conversation with the Reverend in Through a Glass Darkly, <laughs> where he said, I mean, call it God's plan, call it whatever you want. But in this situation, a child without a father and a man without a child have had the opportunity to find each other and call it what you want. But there it is. So, I mean, and that really seemed to wake Frank up and he's like, oh, maybe he's right. But if, if Frank hadn't been in that position where he was sterile and couldn't have a family of his own, I really wonder whether it would have been a different outcome. I feel like he wouldn't have been as loving towards Brianna. I think he would have taken care of her, all that stuff, like done the duty of a dad, but I don't think it would have been as... I guess, intense of a love um, if he could have his own kids. Like, that's kind of how Frank comes across in book one, actually, from his kind of vibe. Like, it's either his kids or nobody. Yes. In the book, it is very much that Yeah. Yeah. So, and I get that that's kind of how everybody, stupid patriarchy thing, you know, where it's like, you've got to carry on the family, the bloodline, like, Yeah, I love the reverend. I love his relationship. I know. Well, Christina Johnson says, I get the feeling that it made a big difference that he couldn't have kids. And then Ash Kell says, I think he would have told Claire to take a hike had he been able to have kids of his own. I, I kind of agree with you guys on that. Yeah. I don't know if he would have told her to take a hike, but quite frankly, like, I don't know that he would have put as much effort into the marriage. I don't think so. Because he was thinking about taking her back before he found out she was pregnant. And then he was kind of like, I don't know, because it's really easy to like, just put that out of your mind. Like, okay, yeah, spouses have affairs all the time. Like we can get past that. But a child is irrevocable proof of Claire's infidelity. Like that's never going away. So like that was really hard for him, I think. And as the nurse pointed out, why does the baby have red hair? Like, <laughs> that was such a dumb scene. I don't think Frank's an asshole, but I do think he would have, book Frank for sure, I think would have treated Brianna like Shiza. You know, if like, if, if he could have his own kids. <laughs> you know what I mean? Look, uh, show Frank, I think would have done his best but like he really does love brianna he really does yeah i agree oh my goodness it's so interesting because 
the Frank that we see with Brianna in season four and down the rabbit hole is like a whole other Frank. Like, it's so interesting to see how he is with Brie. Like, yes, she's such a daddy's girl. Like, he, she has him twisted around her little finger and he loves her so much. It's such a different Frank to the that Frank that we saw in the final dates of season three. When he was he was bitter, he was unhappy, he wanted out of his miserable, loveless marriage. Like he loved Brie, but that part of him was just like, I want to be happy. Like I don't want this anymore. Which is frustrating. Like, dude, she gave you an out like a while ago and you said yes to this, so you best be staying and quit having an attitude about it. That's you kind know? of how I feel. Absolutely. Like it's like um she gave you the opportunity to have a divorce and you said no so that's what when Claire was super angry in that scene where he's like yeah I I want a divorce and like I totally got her anger because she's like I gave you the opportunity for a divorce years ago and you said no so you've just been biding your time this whole time planning on divorcing me after Brianna was old enough to like be her like a court couldn't tell her what to do anymore and then you wanted a divorce like that is just wrong on so many levels I was so mad at him about that I get feelings I understand he's upset about a lot like the episode this episode is titled between a rock and a hard place like he got dealt a hand yeah so I get it but you had a chance so like why I don't know. It's like those parents that stay together for their kids. It's like gross. I don't know. Don't stay married to someone when you're not. Yeah. And it's so interesting because like Brie has this impression that her parents had this really happy marriage. Like that's how she remembers it. Looking back on it, like she really didn't have any idea that there was this tension between them. So I think it really honestly kind of surprised her when Claire said that Frank and Sandy were having an affair in freedom and whiskey like I think she kind of has an inkling about it but for Claire to just flat out come out and say like he had an affair with her and it went on for a long time and they were planning on getting married like your dad wanted a divorce that had to have been like just ground shattering for Brianna like to have this idea that her parents were actually happy and I'm sure she does have really good memories I mean I'll be honest, like I have really happy memories with my family, but my parents were not happy for the the last few years of their marriage. So a kid just like has this idealized version of what their family was. And to hear all of a sudden that that was all an illusion, that none of it was real, that they were unhappy for most of their marriage and they stayed together for Brianna. God, that. Which happens to a lot of people. Actually, it's sad. Someone asked me a question, Ash did, what? do you think about Brie knowing how to do all the camping, shooting, et cetera, stuff later on as an adult, not having read the books? I was like, Frank taught her. So what bugs me about all that is that everyone thinks Roger's useless piece of shite, when in reality, Brianna wouldn't have known how to do any of that if it wasn't for Frank training her or like helping her, preparing her for the past. So I thought... I just assumed Frank taught her because we kind of knew a little bit about that in season three with like a Malcolm, like Claire was kind of talking to Jamie about how they would go camping and stuff. I think that was talked about a little bit like Frank did teach. Well, and then Brianna does tell Jamie, like Frank showed me how to do this and this, how to shoot. And yeah. yeah, 
So yeah. we already knew about that, but like, that's kind of my, <laughs> those are my thoughts, not having read the book. Frank totally prepared her. And I love that about Frank so much. He didn't have to, but he did because he does love her. So, Which I think it's a good lead in because to the next conversation, which yeah. is Frank found the obituary. This was, I'm guessing probably like, none of this happened in the books. It's all different in the books, but in the show, Frank found Jamie and Claire's obituary. So bro was snooping around in stuff that wasn't his business. Like, I'm sorry, this, this genuinely pisses me off. This is part of the reason that I do not like Frank because he told Claire, I don't want you to think about Jamie. I don't want you to research Jamie. He, you need to let him go. I can't live the rest of my life with another person in this marriage. Like it's not going to work. And then Bro starts researching Jamie behind her back. Like, what the frickity frick frick, okay? Like, yeah. that's not cool. It's not cool. And he gets the reverend involved as well. Yeah, like, they were, and it all happens on the night that Claire goes into labor with Brianna, is when he writes that letter. And then, like, the research just continues on over the course of the rest of their marriage. Like, Frank yeah. finds this obituary when Bria is, like, 16, 17 years old. So this is, like, 16, 17 years of looking into Jamie and what he's been up to and stuff. So what did Frank know is the biggest question of everything. And secondly, <laughs> like, I mean, I get it. Do not get me wrong. I get why he didn't tell Claire that Jamie was alive because... Not only is Claire probably going to go back, but she's probably going to take Brie with her. And that's his entire life, in a nutshell, is Brie and Claire. I actually wonder if he was trying to do it so that maybe he could give her some peace. Maybe he did plan to, like, show Claire once he got the final stuff. Like, if he knew Jamie died, at least he could give her that info and give Claire the peace. I don't think it was completely that he was being an asshat about it. I do wonder if there is a part of it where he genuinely just wanted to bring peace to Claire and then they could move on and that his marriage could work out with her, you know? Yeah, I mean, everybody's talking about, he's a historian, like, could you, like, would you not imagine him doing the research? And I'm thinking, like, no, it's not that he did the research that I have the problem with. (laughs) It's the fact that he told Claire that she couldn't look for him. There was a double standard there. Now Frank knows things that Claire is not allowed to know in his book. That's what frustrates me. I'm mostly pissed that she was shut down to not talk about him. Because, like, you don't actually have a right to do that to a person ever. Even if you don't want to hear what they have to say about this person. Like, they deserve to still talk about things. So why are you shutting her down? Like, that actually really pisses me off. Mm -hmm. Um, And it kind of definitely is a metaphor for a lot of marriages I would say the woman being shut down and not feeling as alive and then both are frustrated <laughs> like yeah it's a lot. There, there's a lot of meaning in a lot of things so yeah yeah and I get like he loves Brianna but like it's the marriage that actually has to be just as filled with love you know mm-hmm. and genuine and I don't see him ever having shut Brianna down at all you know yeah so I, what did you think of the affair with Sandy? I know we've kind of mentioned it a couple of times, but what were your thoughts? I was like, I mean, for them to arrange this, okay, that's fine if they both had that discussion. Okay. I mean, I didn't see that there was anything wrong with that Mm -hmm. because they both talked about it. 
I like, dude, she came to your house. Like, I, I think that that was a douchebag move and he knew full well what he was doing in that moment because she clearly had never been there when Brianna and Claire were there. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think that that was an oops moment. I think that that was a very strategically planned moment because I don't know. Uh, or maybe Sandy did show up earlier than she was supposed to, right? Like something was... Well, so like what happened was that Frank got the, the reservation time wrong. He thought everybody was going to be gone, that they were already supposed uh, to be at the restaurant so and he gave her the wrong movie. time. Yeah. Okay, okay. So it was an oops. I don't think yeah. Frank would have ever had that happen. Where no. Was that much. Okay. I felt yeah. like something was weird about that. Yeah. Um, I... I think since Claire and Frank talked about what was going to be happening, I don't see that there was anything wrong with it. What I have strong feelings about is that their marriage was just sucky. And why are you staying married? Like, I don't like that. I want people to be happy and have good sex and all that stuff. So that part is frustrating, but I get it. Like what? Like both are human. If Claire didn't want to have sex with anybody else, she didn't have to, but like, you know, both are, sexual beings yeah you should be able to so I think that that was a very adult conversation it's kind of weird because I Mm -hmm. wouldn't do that but like I I didn't see a problem with it I don't really technically see it as an affair as people would say because they did talk exactly that's kind of how I feel and honestly like I felt a little bit better about how they adapted this situation I know that a lot of people got pissed off about how it was all adapted from the books. And um, I mean, I know me and you have talked about this a little bit that like there, it wasn't just like one, one long lasting relationship for him in the books. And so I, I honestly feel a little bit better about how it was in the show. Like, I don't know about everybody else, but for me, if he found one person that made him feel good and that was who he wanted to be with, like, that's fine. What what gets my hackles up is this serial adultery aspect to it that kind of seems to be the case in the books, in my opinion. So, like, I was okay with Sandy because I'm like, okay, like, if he met her and he was faithful to her, like, him and Claire had the understanding that they were going to have an open marriage. So, him being with other people didn't really bother me. And if Claire chose not to be with other people, that was her own business. But it was all part of the deal, like you said. So it didn't really bother me. What bothered me is like when everybody else found out about the what was going on with him and Sandy, because like Claire, like that would have bothered me. Even like the agreement was that he would be discreet about it. And that is certainly not being discreet, even though it was an oops and he didn't do it on purpose. Like it still sucks. It's, Don't it's a bad house. Like, come on. Yeah, exactly. It's Boston. Get a cab. Like, Jesus. <laughs> Meet down the street. Yeah. Like normal people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. Oh, okay. Joanna yeah. says, I got irritated with Claire when she didn't tell Candy Sandy that she did offer Frank a divorce. Exactly. That's what I wish she would have told her. It was like, I, that's such a like intense situation how do you remember everything you tell somebody? I know, you know? yeah but and, I really wish there had been that moment where she could have knocked Sandy off her high horse a little bit it's like uh, I did offer him a divorce and he told me no so yeah Sandy that was sad I just don't think she should have said all that where she said it 
Like I, I get Sandy's frustrated, but listen, woman, like, don't be talking to me like that. And then I probably would have said like, Hey, like I offered him this. I wonder why they didn't give Claire that opportunity, the writers slash editors of the show to be able to do that. Cause yeah, mm-hmm. she did offer the divorce to him. And then guess what? He decided to stay with me. Now what? Now what girl? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, it's not Claire's fault that all of that time was quote unquote wasted. And I talked about this a little bit in my freedom and whiskey episode is that like, it, none of this situation is Claire's fault. Like Claire gave Frank the opportunity to have his freedom and he chose Brianna. He chose Brianna. It is not Frank. It's not Claire's fault that yeah. any of this happened. Like he made his choice and he had to live with that in his eyes. Being a father to Brianna and having her in his life was more important than Sandy. And whether he chose to have that conversation with Sandy or not, like that's not any, that's not on Claire. That's on Frank. So it definitely was Emily. I agree. Uh, She said, I thought her confronting Claire was just an appropriate timing. That was a weird moment to have confronted her. Whatever. That was strange. Somebody said, Somebody brought up in the comments of the podcast, they said that um, they thought that Sandy confronting Claire like that gave Claire the motivation she needed to be like, if she had the opportunity to be with Jamie again, like, don't waste it. Like, that's obviously not how Sandy meant it. But like in Claire's head, it like got the wheels turning. It's like, okay, like, I don't want to be a bitter bitch like this chick. (laughs) I don't see it like that. I don't either. I just saw the inappropriateness of it all. But it was interesting, like, reading that comment. I was like, well, like, I can see that. Interesting. Ah, that was, that was Lara. (laughs) Christina says, that's the problem with death. It leaves so many unanswered questions. Yep. You never have the opportunity to get all your questions answered. That's for sure. Man, if I could ask my grandma some questions, I would. Because she was over there during World War II. Like, she was a teenager. So you're like, wow. That's um, crazy. Tell me about that. <laughs> yeah. If it doesn't traumatize you. Um, yeah. But anyways, I know we've kind of went all over the place. Did we stay pretty on order with our piece of paper? Yeah, we pretty much hit everything. That's what I was looking at. Um, the only thing that we didn't really talk about was Brie not being allowed to know that Frank wasn't her father. Like maybe not tell her the whole story, but like I have mixed feelings. Like it's a mixed bag on it, on whether Brie should have been allowed to be in the loop a little bit. Like, obviously you don't have to tell your child, like you said earlier, that her father's an 18th century Highlander and her mom's a time traveler. Like you don't have to tell that part of the story, but like, I mean, she had to have had questions. Obviously other people had questions. And like, I just don't think it's fair for, like I get where Frank's coming from, but at the same time, I don't really think it's fair to keep Bree's heritage from her like that so I feel Bree's feels because that like sucks when things are hidden from you that's not fun but yeah you don't have to tell him where he's from you don't have to tell her who where her dad is and all that stuff but she did have a right to know she was a Scott you know mm-hmm. <laughs> basically a what you Frieza. said she's a Fraser. one thing we didn't make a comment on was with Frank's relationship with the Reverend and in turn he knew Roger a little bit. So would Frank have, you know, approved of Roger marrying oh, Marie yeah. and everything? Yeah, I think he would have too. Well, um, and I think we saw that a little bit in the season five premiere when um Claire said like Frank would have been so happy that you ended up with he was like, We always joke that you'd end up with a, a Todd or a chip living in Boston. <laughs> and 
Like, so I think that Frank would have been so thrilled that yeah. Bree and Roger ended up together, especially yeah. knowing where Roger came from. Like, mm-hmm. there really wasn't a better choice, probably, for Bree in his book. Like, I don't, I doubt that he ever imagined in his wildest dreams that they would have ended up together, but I think it would have thrilled him beyond measure to know that. He just wanted Bree to be happy. So if he's what made her happy, then cool. I love that they brought Frank into that episode. I know a lot of people were like, I don't give a shite about Frank. I do. I think that that was completely logical for that conversation. He's a part of their lives. At at her wedding. Yeah. I mean, he was her dad. Like, say what you want about it. But like when somebody that important to you passes away, you don't ever forget about them. They are always in your head and in your hearts. And for she, yeah. you know she was thinking about him all yeah. that entire day. And while she, she was happy to have Jamie, it's he still wasn't Frank. He wasn't her dad. He's her da. He's her biological father. And she yeah. loves Jamie, but he's not Frank. Does she love Jamie? I don't really believe that in the show. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, a, that's a topic for another time. Do they have time. a relationship? I'm not really sure. <laughs> I don't know, besides looking at each other across the yard with the tin. And smirk the with stare. their <laughs> Well, if you watch the deleted scenes, they have a relationship. <laughs> I freaking A. We need to talk about that later. Um, Lara says, oh, we should talk about Frank's ghost seeing Brie off. Yeah. To find oh. It's a cute moment. I really liked that a lot. Man, ghosts show up at the the best yeah. times in this show. Let me just tell you. <laughs> it was, I mean, yes, it was clearly cl- uh, Bree's imagination in that moment. She just needed to have Frank be okay with it. And of course he would be. Even if it was just, you know, her thinking it, of course Frank would be proud of her. Well, because he did prepare her. Come on. Yeah, that's why. that's why I was going to say. I'm like, he expected it. Like, he knew that one day, ultimately, when he found that obituary and knew that Claire went back to Jamie, that Brianna would probably go back. And that is one of the big questions in the fandom. Like, did he find evidence that Brianna went back? Or was it just a, like he wanted her to be prepared in case she went back? So oh, that's a big debate. Yeah. I, he just, yeah, he just wanted her to be safe and happy. And he knew yeah. that, like, if he was gone and Claire went back, it was inevitable. Brianna was going to go back if she could. She wasn't going to stay by herself. So he wanted to make sure that she had the safest and easiest journey possible. Knowing what Claire went through when she first went, having heard the story from her, like, he didn't want that to happen to Brianna. Yeah. He's a sweetie. Yes, he shut Claire down emotionally, but there's a whole lot of good that I wait them dad and that's why I'm like it's so easy to not like Frank when you think about how he was with Claire and all of that but like that's why this episode is titled what it is between a rock and a hard place like the guy had no good options basically like and to see how he is with Brianna another man's child that he took her in anyway and he gave her the best life and he loved her so much how can you not like the guy like you may not like all of his decisions but let's face it he ain't perfect. None of us are. So even the king of man, men is not. <laughs> Joanna says, I have a feeling when we learn all about Frank, we'll think different about him. I agree. I think that I am really looking forward to that book that Diana's working on because on so like, 
Yeah, I want to know. Like, I want to know all of it. Like, he's such a mysterious character in the books. Like, he comes in and out, like, memories and all of this. And you're always finding out. Like, this is one of the big things. Like, he wrote all of these books, right? Like, he was a historian and he wrote books. That's what he did. Nobody has read any of these books. (laughs) So what is in the books? (laughs) So this is uh, one of the interesting things, like, one of my friends was like, God, I hope one of those books shows up one of these days. Like, we need to know. Like, he probably wrote all the answers to everything that these people need to know, and nobody bothered to read the book. I wonder if he wrote about Jamie, like, because it is all Jamie's story anyway, so not that he would. It's yeah. just interesting. Like, there's so much that is so open-ended about Frank. He's such a fascinating character to me, and he is one of those characters that even though he dies in the third season and in the third books, like, you are constantly learning more and more about him as the series goes on. And it's, it's pretty fascinating. I'm actually shocked that he hasn't really come up a bit more because of what he knew and like what they found out about like the house. I think, are we going to get more of him in season five, uh, six? I hope so. I'm really have my fingers crossed. Like I really, now that Tobias is not contractually obligated to the crown anymore, I'm really hoping that we'll have an episode. Maybe, I maybe two so. with like kind flashbacks. Of, oh, I need to see him. Cause man, when down the rabbit hole happened, I just, I was so happy. I loved hearing his theme song. I always love hearing Frank's music. I love just seeing him and Tobias is just amazing. If you love him now, I don't think it will change. Maybe love him more. I mean, I think that in the show, yeah. But I, I definitely think that he is a different flavor in the books. So yeah. he takes some getting used to. We got only three or four chapters of him in book one. And I was like, what? <laughs> book three is really the heavy stuff with him, I think. Even though it's not really heavy. Like, there's not a lot of it, but there's more than there is in book one. Um, She's going to be working on it, guys. Just give her a bit. <laughs> Just One of these I'm, days, we'll do yeah. a debriefing. We'll do a debriefing yeah. episode. Okay. I know, there's too many people that are like, read them more. <laughs> oh, okay, on to another series. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, do you have anything else to add, you think? No, I just love Tobias. I, it does make me wonder if we had gotten a different thing with both sides now. Like if we had never gotten a Frank episode like that, or if we did and it was a little bit different, I wonder how we would all feel. I find that like fascinating to kind of wonder because again, we did get Ron Moore's version of him. We didn't get Diana's technically. Mm-hmm. We didn't get like, I don't know. I would love to know the different versions. Like, and then did he ask Diana, like, hey, like, which one seems more like him? Like, we don't know that conversation. Right. So I wonder if Ron just kind of took over. Because, again, he has expressed he loves Frank. So, Mm -hmm. like, we're getting the more loved version. (laughs) Well, part of me also wonders, because, you know, like, Diana gave Sam the end of book 10. Because apparently that was really important to his character. So she let him read it. So that makes me wonder, like, did Tobias get to read the snippets of Frank's book? I, I'm sure she probably I mean, gave that to him. Because that would be, like, critical to how he plays that character, in my opinion. So that's, that's food for thought, I suppose. I would think she would have. 
Yeah. She doesn't seem like, I mean, yes, yeah, she's very private about her stuff, but I would think that she would maybe have given Tobias a little bit of a tip. He's very method, so he would want to know, like, the different things, that little ticks and stuff. He's so detailed. And you mm-hmm. can see that with how he plays BJR and Frank. Like, they're so vividly yeah. different. Like, those freaking lip licking. Like, yeah. And all You have stuff. to. Well, you have to be an actor that ha- pays attention to the minutest of details if you're going to play two separate characters like that. Like, there has to be a visual difference, like, in the way they speak and the way they're they have facial expressions. It was pretty much a no-brainer for me. Like whenever Tobias was playing both of those characters, he's like amazing. So I didn't ever really have any doubts about it, honestly. Like he just kept impressing me over and over again with the level of his ability to play those two separate roles at the same time. It's I bet you him wanting to be a mime as is like a huge part of that. I just I love that little tidbit of information. Um, he is incredible, Joanne. He really is. He is, yeah. And and he's like he's Sam. so great in like The Crown. I had never seen him in anything before Outlander. Um, yeah, and then he was in The Crown, and I was like, <laughs> I, oh. I love him in The Crown. He's in Casino Royale with Daniel Craig. He actually is in that movie. Oh, so you'll spot him. <laughs> yes, I'll spot him because my ne- one of my next adventures, I just finished watching all of the Star Wars movies. So my next my next series adventure is I'm going to watch all of the Marvel movies and timeline order. And then I'm going to watch all the James Bond movies from one to 20. I'm going to watch all of them. So stay tuned. <laughs> so I think probably before I have you on here again for another live I'm going to have my season six breakdown with my special guest. So I wanted to ask you, not having read the books, what are you looking forward to getting the completion of in season six? Like, what are you looking forward to, like, seeing on the screen? Jamie and Brie actually having a relationship. (laughs) I would like that a lot. I want to see how Claire is doing after everything that happened to her. You're welcome, Emily. I want to see that. I want to see how everybody's handling everything. I wonder if there'll be some still residual effects from what happened with Roger and his hanging. I want to see um, how more peaceful Brie is after she killed Bonnet. You know, like that'd be interesting. But want to know what happened to Ian. I want to know what happened to him. Freaking Outlander. Tell me. Um, I don't like seeing Ian like that at all. Like it's heartbreaking. But again, I really want to see your relationship with Jamie and Brie. Like, Jamie, don't be saying she made your heart whole. Stop saying that. (laughs) I know we say this all the time, but like, it's true. Like, don't say you made me whole when there's been no connect. I want to see more Jemmy. Bring me more of him. I'm so excited to see who they cast to play Jimmy this season. Like, mm-hmm. those little boys were so cute. And he's such back. a stinker. Uh, and Jermaine, I can't wait to see who they get to play Jermaine this season, too. Grandpa Jamie. I love Grandpa Jamie. Because in season five, I love that scene when he came back and he handed Jermaine chocolate. I was like, okay, go give some to your friends. Don't tell your mom. Don't tell grandma. Go. <laughs> it's cute. Oh, um, it really is. 
I'm wondering if we'll get more of the browns, but I'm thinking, I just knocked over my bottle. Um, I'm thinking not because they're still lingering there. Like that's definitely not finished with how the one brown brother looked where he was like, I know he brought my brother back, but like this ain't over. <laughs> he definitely had that look. But again, I just want to see more Brianna and Jamie moments. I, I don't want those cut. I want to see how Jamie and Roger are doing because like Roger went to go help Jamie get Claire. Like he was like, I will kill for Claire. Like it makes me want to cry. So good. But like all the Ridge men. Thank you. I yeah. love all of you. I mean, I want to see what Bear McCreary, I always have a hard time saying his last name, brings it with the music. I can't wait for that. Read the books, Rebecca. You get behind you and a million other people. Telling There's me a that. line, okay? It's just a crowd <laughs> shouting in unison. Read sure. the books. <laughs> um, I wonder if we'll get like, you know, um, maybe Jenny and Ian, but I highly doubt it because um, the girl who's playing, who plays Jenny is doing other things, which I'm super excited for her new show. But. So we know from what they've released so far, like just the tidbits, that mm -hmm. um, there's this nude character in town called Tom Christie. So what do you think about him? Well, I know from what's been said is that he is of a, of a different religious belief than Jamie so that's friction and I know that he was at Ardsmere is that right the prison okay um with Jamie so maybe we'll see a bit of Myrta that's my guess we'll see him oh yeah I would say um, it's almost guaranteed yeah, yeah that we will get some Myrta we'll be seeing Duncan again for like mm -hmm. a split second and then that's yeah. it hopefully um <laughs> <laughs> yes no more changing the plot for the benefit of Myrta please yeah stop shutting roger down thank you yeah like i'm i'm wondering how that plot line is gonna go because it kind of sounds silly but i know oh, that Dan doesn't do anything i get that it's probably more dramatic than it sounds because i'm like okay two religious beliefs like I, that's kind of an age-old so i'm curious to see how this what's his name tom tom comes in and destroys jamie's world a little bit um, I wonder how that goes because you don't mess with Jamie and his family. So I'm wondering what this Tom Christie, right? Like what, man, if he messes with Jamie, if he messes with, it, mm, mm, I'm like on Jamie's side ready to kick his ass. Yeah, I'm genuinely curious because they tend to kind of play these things up in the show. Yeah. Like they take these little things and they make them the overarching, like um, the the problems with the Browns in season five. That was just like a minute thing from the beginning of book six that they planted the seeds early on and made it an arc over the course of the season. So I'm curious mm -hmm. if they're going to do the same thing. I mean, the Christie plot is a bit more complicated than the, the whole other plot was with Claire's abduction. So I, I definitely think that's probably going to be the main plot of season six would be my guess. Um, Christie. The Christies. Okay. I say Christie's plural. There is more than one. Okay. So yes. Well, I guess I'll have to like read the books to find out if the Browns ever come back because I'm like, that can't be over yet, can it? Like, <laughs> I'm not sure. I mean, I had one particular thing spoiled for me in book six. I'm not gonna say it, but it was in a Zoom with some friends. And I was like, huh? 
<laughs> Excuse me? What the fuck, guys? Like, what does this mean? So I'm wondering how that's going to play out because I don't really have all the details, but I know some, yeah. There is always a bad guy. One of my main things that I'm seriously hella worried about somewhere along the line is like Jemmy gets raped. I'm like, mm. if that ever happens, my heart will break. Like I literally want to cry about it right now, even if it hasn't happened. Like yeah. that's one thing that's I'm rough. like, Diana, don't do this to me. <laughs> so oh, God. Diana, don't um <laughs> Don't get but, any ideas. Nobody tell Diana this. <laughs> no, don't. Oh, my God. Or Jermaine, none of them. None of oh, the grandbabies. No. None of them. So, yeah. Basically, tell me everything that I want to know, Ian. And But mostly, I want a Jamie and Brie relationship. Yes. I need that. That is missing. It's kind of like oh, yeah. a good chunk of Roger and Brie's relationships mm-hmm. missing, like. <laughs> we are I will say that Brienne and Roger's relationship is going to need to be developed hardcore this season if they're yeah. planning to move forward with the show after season six they need to get on it because they need to we need to care about Brienne Roger as much as we care about Jamie and Claire to have a successful show moving forward after season six yeah, I care more about Roger than I do both Bree and Rogers. <laughs> right. Yeah, like yeah. Bree or Roger separately. Okay, but like they their relationship is supposed to be as strong as Jamie and Claire's. And yeah. right now I'm not really seeing that. Like season five went a long way towards mm-hmm. getting us there. Um, but if and if they can make up that much ground again in season six, I think we'll be in good shape. Yeah, Ian is totally broken. I need old Ian back, is what Lara says. And I'm like, oh, don't you worry, guys. We are going to get all of Ian's story in season six. Like, do not, dinner fast. It's all going to be okay. I felt like Jamie, like, I need you to tell me what's up because this sucks. I was hoping maybe a story with Roger so that way I could know. But no, they've kept me in suspense. (laughs) Because it's going to be a major, I think that'll probably be what one of the episodes is mostly about in season six. Oh, I, I have a a sneaking suspicion. I hope they give us more of Roger and Ian as a friendship because and with um Fergus as well. But like it's so different. His, Roger's relationship with Fergus is very different from uh his relationship with Ian. So I hope we get like both those dynamics there somehow. That is one um, thing that I actually really love about the show is that they've developed these relationships between Roger and Fergus and Roger and Ian. And that's not anything we ever got in the books, but I am digging it. Like, honestly, I love it so much. It made perfect sense when Ian showed up that they would connect on this deep level. You know, when Ian goes with him, they're both in this funky place and they're both not really talking. So it's like, um, it was good stuff. Yeah, (laughs) a little season six chat. I know that everybody watching is like dying to talk about season six. So I'm like, well, let's just chat about it for a little bit. It's not gonna hurt anything. I'll need to stay away from that episode. You do that, huh? Yeah. I'm gonna put like I'm gonna put spoilers all over it. (laughs) Just spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Do not watch if you have not read the books, because we about to deep dive into this. (laughs) 
Well, thanks for joining us guys on this episode of the Sassnack Files. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me at the Files at gmail.com or to leave any comments. Also, in the next couple of days, I will be closing the championship round of best episode of season four. It's between the birds and the bees and blood of my blood. Make sure to get your votes in because it's coming down to the wire. I think there's like 24 hours left to vote. So get your votes in. Who's uh, right now? It's the birds and the bees. Um, I think it's by about 10 votes. So we'll see. I haven't counted it up. I I was looking at like the reactions on Facebook is what I normally gauge it by. And it looks like the birds and the bees is ahead by about 30 votes by that count. But then when you scroll through the comments, it's a lot of blood of my blood. So uh, I think it's probably a lot closer than it appears to be. So make sure to get your votes in. And then season five will be starting soon. So. Yay. All righty, guys. Have a good night. Thanks for being so supportive and warm and cuddly. And we love you guys. So we'll chat at you later. Bye. Bye.